Achieving Clarity podcast. My name is Ben Morley, an Air Force pilot turned consultant. Each episode, you will hear actionable tips and strategies that you can implement in your daily life, personal and professional, to achieve more clarity, purpose, and effectiveness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let's jump in to your daily dose of practical clarity training. Hello and welcome to the Achieving Clarity Podcast with me, Ben Morley. I hope this finds you doing well. If you had asked me to describe the common view of the ideal CEO in the United States, I would say they value rugged individualism who is charismatic and articulates loudly a bold vision for the company and then gets the right executives on board who either make the vision happen or are pushed out. It's a swim or sink situation. Since American CEOs tend to be portable, they take some recipe that worked for them in the past and impose it on whatever new companies they take over. CEOs that come from the outside to turn around a company are brought in because the the company is not performing to expectations, so the new CEOs are likely to talk about a broken culture and how they will install their new performance culture. Often, this includes bringing in consultants they have used in the past to build the leadership team and help drive the new culture. In Jim Collins' book, Good to Great, I was quite surprised to learn of his hierarchy of five leadership levels. What I thought of as leaders in typical Western cultures, which I have just described, correspond to his, quote, level four leaders who run companies adequately over time. But every one of the great companies had what Collins called level five leaders. These great companies experienced exceptional growth and superior stock market performance when compared with average competitors and other, quote, unsustained companies that temporarily appeared great, but then declined. The level five leaders' characteristics included the following. They have intense professional will, yet personal humility. They are understated, yet fearless. They are transformational leaders. They are dedicated their lives to building an enduring and great company. They selected the best people for jobs, even bypassing family members of the founders. They founded the company or grew the organization from within. They looked in the mirror and assigned self-blame, and they looked out the window to assign credit. They're obsessive about knowing their business in detail. And they're brutally honest about reality, even when it is bad news. One example of a level 5 leader was Darwin E. Smith, a relatively unknown CEO. He led the transformation of Kimberly-Clark from a struggling paper company that experienced a 36% drop in its stock price into the leading consumer paper products company in the world. Under Smith, cumulative stock returns over the next 20 years were 4.1 times greater than for the general market. Now, Smith had been a mild-mannered in-house lawyer for the company, an unlikely choice for CEO. Collins described Smith's level 5 leader characteristics as follows. 
people generally assume that transforming companies from good to great requires larger-than-life leaders. Big personalities like Iacocca, Dunlap, Welch, and Galt, who make headlines and become celebrities. Compared with those CEOs, Darwin Smith seems to have come from Mars. Shy, unpretentious, even awkward, Smith shunned attention. So how successful were those bold, outspoken CEOs that we treated as celebrities? They were usually one step down, the level four leaders, who could be effective to a degree and, quote, catalyze commitment to and vigorous pursuit of a clear and compelling vision and stimulate the group to high standards, unquote. But they were leaders of the mediocre companies, and their main goal was splashy short-term results, with most seeing the job as a stepping stone to their next gig. More than two-thirds of the not-so-great companies had level four leaders with a gargantuan ego that contributed to the demise or continued mediocrity of their company. Collins concludes with this. The moment a leader allows themselves to become the primary reality people worry about, rather than reality being the primary reality, you have a recipe for mediocrity or worse. This is one of the key reasons why less charismatic leaders often produce better long-term results than their more charismatic counterparts, unquote. One of the primary realities I have been enjoying recently is the 14 Days of Magic Challenge with Magic Mind. This is the world's first productivity shot. Now, I've been using Magic Mind for over a month now, and I only wish I'd discovered it sooner. I have more sustained energy through the day, I can get into a flow state easier, and I don't suffer from the caffeine crash that can come with coffee. Now, each shot contains a combination of 12 active ingredients, ingredients that stimulates focus, creativity, energy, and motivation while it helps decrease stress and oxidation and actually helps decrease decrease post-exercise inflammation in the body. It's a pretty good thing. Ingredients like matcha, adaptogens, nootropics, and honey combine. I can get more productivity, more focused, and I've really been enjoying it. So Magic Mind has a 14 days of magic challenge that runs through November, and here's why it's important. Every participant posts their progress to social media using the hashtag 14 Days of Magic. Magic Mind converts all the views from the hashtag 14 Days of Magic and their postings into cash and then sends the proceeds to the reforestation of the Amazon rainforest. For every 10,000 views the hashtag gets on social media, Magic Mind donates $10. Every 1 million views brings $1,000 donated. And their goal is to reach $30,000 donated. Here's how you can help. Purchase any Magic Mind pack with my unique discount code, Clarity14, that's C-L-A-R-I-T-Y-1-4, where you will receive 20% off your first purchase and 40% off of a subscription. Next, make a commitment to be your best self for 14 days. Create any content around the challenge and film it. Post it to Instagram, TikTok, or YouTube with the hashtag 14 Days of Magic, 14 Days of Magic. You can submit the content also through the link at magicmind.co slash 14 Days of Magic. And at the end of the campaign on the 30th of November, I will review all the entries and choose the winner. The winner will receive a subscription of Magic Mind. 
Additionally, all the views you generate will be matched in cash as donations to the Rainforest Project. And Magic Mind will accomplish their Rainforest donation live on the 30th of November on their Instagram channel. You can go to magicmind.co slash 14 days of magic where you can find out more on the campaign. Magic Mind has really been a game changer for me. I would not be endorsing them otherwise. It's really a great product. So you can visit the Magic Mind website at magicmind.co. And do not forget to use my discount code at checkout, Clarity14, that's C-L-A-R-I-T-Y-1-4, to get 20% off your first Magic Mind purchase and 40% off of that subscription. And I think you're really going to enjoy the results from using Magic Mind. Every new level four CEO of a struggling company I know of loves to talk about culture change. I hear statements like these. This company culture lacks discipline, and I am going to build a culture of disciplined execution. The company became like a luxury resort where underperforming managers could just hang out. Well, those people are gone, and in my culture, every manager will earn their keep. This company has a culture of I, and I am making it a culture of we. As a note, the term I appears often in their proclamations, even when talking about teamwork. Now, these kind of statements make me doubt that these CEOs really understand culture or what real culture change entails. They do succeed in disrupting the business and scaring legacy executives into leaving or conforming, but is management by fear building a new culture? Edgar Schein, one of the gurus of culture, defines culture as, quote, a pattern of shared basic assumptions learned by a group as it solves its problems of external adaptation and internal integration, a product of joint learning. So creating broadly and deeply held shared basic assumptions learned by a group takes time. Think a decade or more, not a month or a year. Changing the culture every time a new leader takes over usually means jerking the company around superficially without developing depth or loyalty from the employees. In this case, the quote shared part is missing, which is the very definition of culture. The problem with an outsider leading radical shifts in the culture is that the organization will never learn. It loses the ability to build on achievements, mistakes, or enduring principles. This affects the ability of leaders to make effective changes. On the other hand, a company striving for constancy of purpose throughout the organization lays the groundwork for consistent and positive leadership as well as an environment for learning. I have come to think of leadership and culture as so intertwined that one cannot exist without the other. It is leaders who model the cultural norms and values and encourage adoption of the deeply held beliefs by others through their consistent example. Just as consistency between parents is key to raising children to become healthy adults, consistency across leaders and over time is key to building a healthy organizational culture. So, I hope this has been of help to you, and as always, best to you. Thank you for listening to the Achieving Clarity podcast. We hope you liked it. To hear more tools and strategies to help you in your personal and professional life, subscribe to our podcast. Thank you again. Thank you.